0: The greatest problem in this world is that people are too f***ing scared to be themselves. Scared of what others think. Why? Because society made you fit into a tiny little box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been long overdue to have my voice in your ears privately. Uh, You've probably heard a lot of my episodes where I've been sharing a lot of The uh, Monday morning shows with Emma, Emma Campbell. We've been doing those live. It's our Monday morning live show, and I've been sharing them on my podcast. I hope you've been enjoying those. They've certainly been fun, and I've been really loving those. So, you know, the whole it was crazy. Everything with the hospital and everything that happened with my lung and my near death experience happened. You know, uh, I think it was two and a bit weeks ago on the Monday after my show and you could see if you go back, um, you watch the video on my YouTube, you can actually see me coughing a little bit as my lung starts to slowly like contract. Anyway, that whole experience, guys, I'm back to normal minus no physical strenuous activity. So until another two more weeks, I can start introducing some light stuff again. But everything I'm back physically, mentally, spiritually stronger than ever. Uh, Sorry, mentally, emotionally, spiritually stronger than ever. Not physically stronger than ever, but I will be. And I've learned so much and I've expanded so much of my own energy. And so I really believe that, you know, it was so many freaking prayers and so much love from everyone and I was really overwhelmed by that. But I really believe that that played a big role in how quick I healed. So without further ado, this year has been one hell of a year and so this episode I'm gonna share my five biggest lessons of twenty twenty one. These are my personal lessons that I've embodied and I've also shared quite a lot of in back over the last twelve months on my social media. Um maybe you talked about it in other podcasts, but I've also um really felt like I've got to know these lessons and I've really when I say embody them I've really embodied them because it is quite an important thing especially for the work that I do and for all of us you know to embody what we believe before we share it or we teach it and um, I've certainly been teaching these lessons to my clients after I've started to embody them myself and this is an ever-evolving journey i'm gonna you know expand on these lessons myself and they're going to possibly change And i think we've got to give ourselves the the leeway and the leniency to allow ourselves to change our beliefs even though they once might have been our solid strong forms of reality and perceptions of reality but they're allowed to change too so give yourself that leeway and don't be so hard on yourself you know we grow and we expand into new beliefs and out of out of those new beliefs into newer beliefs. So those new beliefs that you might have now might become your old beliefs and you know that's allowed too. And so I give myself this room to move saying, yeah, this is what I embody and, and know of my life now up to date. And of course, I can only ever take my clients as far as I've ever gone, but I'm continuing to expand and so these beliefs may also expand too. So without further ado, my five biggest lessons of 2021, my first one, number one, uno, There is no right or wrong way to do things just your way. I think we've really, and what I've really started to notice is that there's been a lot more, um, I've I've noticed a lot of people sharing online that are in this sort of mentor coaching space uh, where there's a lot of people that say, this is the only way. And like, These are the five steps to getting this. I really feel like that's an old mentality, to be honest, because we think that everyone is the same. So your experiences, even though they're different to mine, my way will help you and solve your problem. Yes, a lot of my ways may help you, but you might not embody all of them because they just don't work for you because your experiences are different. So I think when you start to see someone, and I think this is going to change anyway and people are going to really start to shift in this area but if you start to see someone tell you that this is the only way i would highly recommend going in the other direction and looking for someone who allows you to express your uniqueness because in you you've got these beautiful gifts these beautiful abilities and why they might not be the way that traditional society sees them as valuable they are extremely valuable because it's the thing that you're really good at but over time and you might not you might be one in that position now where you're starting to access your gifts and starting to realize, wow, it's actually okay to you know, express this part of me or to go into this, to expand this part of me and actually maybe start to create a business around it or maybe start to change my career in general or start to make money from these gifts and these abilities and maybe these gifts and abilities expand my life in so many different ways, but happened 10 years ago even five years ago and even for a lot of people still happening now they if they weren't making money or providing safety and security they weren't good you shouldn't be doing it you should not worry about that and you should just go and get something that provides safety and security or gives you money which gives you safety and security but this is the old way man this is the old way it's going out there is no right or wrong way for you to do things and you might have certain beliefs that are saying, well, you know general my pop, the general population believes that this is, this is the case. But that's if you think about innovation and you think about new thought leaders and you think about um, famous um, inventors, they create something that people don't know about yet. They, they create something that people don't even know they want yet. And so if you keep following the traditional norms, nothing gets innovate, innovative nothing shifts nothing changes so you thinking you have to conform and subdue your or like submerge your gifts your uniqueness is only going to keep you in the same level of consciousness that you're trying to escape in the first place so i say pick and choose Find what works for you, find what doesn't work for you. This is is the evolution and the stage of our lives where we have more sovereignty and freedom than ever. We have more accessibility to knowledge and resources than ever, and we can communicate and see new ways of being faster and more effectively than ever. So I want you to go out there and listen to this one and listen to this big lesson that I've embodied and try and find what works for you. And if there's someone's telling you that you've got to do it a certain way, I would I would ask you to challenge that way. Find what it is that for you that resonates with what's right and what's wrong for you. If it doesn't work for you and you can feel that resonation in your body, listen to that. For me, I had to do a lot of this around business. It's like there's a lot of like sleazy ways of doing business online and that just didn't feel right for me where you know you create a sales funnel and you have all these emails and you've got to copy the sales email uh, you got to have these perfect written emails that you know persuade people and I'm like this doesn't work for me there's a better way and sure enough you end up finding new people that are doing it differently and these are my expanders now who don't do it that way there's a new way and they make a lot of money doing that because they're doing it from their soul, not from their ego. That's like lacking something. So for me, that was my huge lesson, where I got to got to. Re- I I had that magical moment where I could realize, hey, I get to create it my way because there are other people proving to me that it is already possible. And if not, I just know in my heart, I feel that there's a better way. So that's the that's the first lesson. Lesson number two. You can observe without becoming. This was a huge one. This was a huge one for me. In the world that we live today, we find ourselves triggered probably more than ever, um, especially with the way the world is sort of unfolding at this point. There's a lot of restriction. There's a lot of fear. And a lot of the times we can get caught up in that emotional circumstance And when we get triggered, we forget that we're actually just observing a feeling. We are not the feeling. The feeling is just energy moving in us, around us. The feeling is triggered by a circumstance happening around us, not in us. So it's this quote that I I like to use all the time. It's like, we, we have to remember that we are not of the world. We are in the world. When we become of the world we become all the problems of the world we become the energy of the world we just need to know that we're an individual a unique expression of self in this world and so when you when you embody a large amount of energy and feelings running through your body In that moment, it can become so overwhelming, you might have panic, you might have fear, you might have anxiety, you might have worry, you might have sadness, grief, shame, guilt, depression, anger, rage, resentment, whatever that emotion that's running through you that overpowers you in that moment, you're actually the gentle observer of it. It's not you. So just witness it as if you're pulling yourself out of the body and you're just witnessing your body experience something in that moment. And that can be the same with any circumstance. You know, there's a lot of the times we think we've, it's like good vibes only, high vibes only. Well, yes, it's important to like match your energetic frequency and raise your energetic frequency. It's also very important to test your energetic frequency against, um, to sort of almost gauge where you're at, but also to be able to hold yourself strongly in a situation that isn't of your ideal vibration so if there is you know for instance this whole you know news article coming up or, or there's an ad on you or there's the I, I think about this as like the nightly news okay the nightly news where you go and watch the news and it's very negative it's very dark can you observe that moment without becoming it can you just say this world is not my responsibility i'm just in it That is a superpower now you sort of get to test where you are where's your strength where's your emotional intelligence to gauge where you are in relation to what that circumstance is and you have to say okay maybe I need to do a little bit more work of detaching myself from this circumstance so this circumstance isn't actually my responsibility nor is it my uh, my reality right now it's I'm just witnessing this reality so we can get really caught up in a, in a negative feeling or a negative circumstance or a low vibrational circumstance and become that circumstance. But the work is holding your frequency no matter where you go. That's the work. It's like, can I, can I walk into a room in such a high frequency that my spirit walks in before me and it's felt as, as I walk through the door, but well before I walk through the door. And uh, it is felt long after I walk out of that room. Can I hold my frequency at that level? And so there's a lot of conscious work in this moment uh, that we, 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 the first step is we have to use our awareness to gauge when we are triggered and when we are not or when we are getting sucked in and when we are not. And then when we are getting sucked in and when we are getting triggered, can we just detach ourselves from that moment, that circumstance and just witness it? That's just a feeling. And I don't have to apply meaning to it. I don't have to make it become something of me. I can just witness it. And I can certainly see what these feelings have to guide me with, what these ceil- what these feelings have to share with me, what wisdom these feelings have, what wisdom this circumstance has for me, what benefits does this circumstance have for me, what blessings do these feelings and circumstances have for me. So that's lesson number two, observe without becoming. For me, I'll give a little personal experience on this. I think it was a lot of around my inner state for me when I really started to embody this was like, here I get triggered, but it's the next level of that trigger where you know you're looking at the feelings because the feelings have so much wisdom. For me, I'm sitting in my feelings and I'm just going into them, and I'm not becoming them. I'm not getting. My, I'm not allowing myself to be overwhelmed by them. So I'd sit in meditation. Say so I get triggered, I'd sit in meditation and I'll just observe it it doesn't have to have a meaning as to say who I am because I have this feeling or what I am not because I have this feeling that I should be better or I should be different or I should be in some other place because I have this feeling. I was just like, I've got this feeling. But it's a feeling and the feeling can go. <laughs> the feeling actually can go. The feeling doesn't have to stay. As long as I don't have to apply, I don't need to apply meaning to it. and I can just observe it. And you find that I was finding that it was just moving quicker and I was moving through things quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker, and quicker just because I'm observing them. There could be a toxic, energetic circumstance in your life and you can just observe it and say, at some level, there's a blessing here. At some level, this will be gone. At some level, this is temporary. At some level, this doesn't even matter. At some level, this has no meaning. And you can choose to see that reality in a new way. Lesson number three, (laughs) The world will reflect how you feel about yourself. This is the sacred mirror. This was a big one for me. You know, I have been working on this one for a couple of years. Mostly, I, you know, started really working on this one last year, but then this year I really deeply dived into this one and embodied it. And it's a core teaching and principle of what I do with my clients and in my group stuff that I was running over this past year. This is a you know this is a really big one for a lot of people to grasp sometimes they don't like hearing this because they realize they're sort of at there to blame and while no one is actually ever to blame I like to say this that you no one's to blame um, and you're certainly not to blame and no one's at fault and you're certainly not at fault but it is your responsibility it's your responsibility to create your reality it's your responsibility on how you respond to your reality in that as it's unfolding in that moment it's your responsibility to create the life that you want by design it's your responsibility to stop creating the life that you don't want by default the life that's running on your automatic stories that are constantly looping in your life so i like to use this with all my clients to say well first what's the thing that's emotionally triggering you at the moment what's the thing that's emotionally challenging you at this moment because the emotions are the answers here, and that's one of my other lessons, but I won't go into that too deeply. So what's the world telling you? What's your current circumstance? And then let's use this to dive deeper into where you're at. And we can see the world reflecting deep down how you feel about yourself, the doubts that you have, the insecurities that you have, the fears that you have, the worries that you have, the emotions that you have, the anger, the shame, the guilt, the resentment. You'll get situations that... reflect back to you what you deeply feel inside. So the biggest, most transformative experience you can have in your life is to look within in order to change what's happening outside of you. The inside is the creator of the outside. Don't look for the outside to change the inside. That's what happens when we go and look for all these external things and we go and buy all these things or we go and we think the next... The next thing we purchase or the next holiday or the next party or the next engagement party or the next Christmas party or the next celebratory moment is going to save us. The celebration happens within you before you go outside and party. And that's certainly one of the biggest things that I've learned for myself is that we're always looking forward for for something. We're always looking forward to something to keep us going in this moment because in this moment it wasn't that, it wasn't the greatest. I wasn't feeling the greatest deep down. And when you find yourself sitting in stillness, you can ask yourself, like you can just look inside. Don't even have to ask yourself. You can just look inside and see how you feel. Does it suck? Are you seeing things that are uncomfortable? Do you get bored super easily? Do you get frantic super easily if there's nothing happening? Do you get upset if all your plans fail and you end up doing nothing? Then look at that discomfort within you. It will always be there. We can hide it as much as we want, but we'll get to the end of the days and we'll realize we've still got a mountain of emotion and we've never actually lived our truth. So, deep, deep down, when you go deeper into yourself, you're just revealing more of your truth and letting go of who you're not. So, you know, it might be that this person treats you, mistreats you. It might be that. Um, you don't have as much money as you'd want. You might be that you're living pay-to-pay. It might be that the relationships keep coming around and the same person just dressed up differently every single time they treat you poorly. You might have all these experiences on repeat, looping over and over and over, but just changing slightly. And then we look at, well, what's the common denominator? This is a big one. What's the common denominator of your circumstances? Well, the people come and go, and the circumstances come and go, and they change. The common denominator is you and the theme of your problems. So you've got to look at yourself why is this happening in my life? And now again, you're not to blame. You're not at fault. It's just the way that you're, it's just a collection of your thoughts and your beliefs up until this moment. No one's to blame. It's not your parents because they didn't give you a better opportunity or you were disadvantaged the way you were brought up. It's not the circumstances that unfolded as you were a child. It's just what you had, it's just what you were dealt with. No one in this world can change how they were brought into this world. They can only change how they live and how their life ends up. So we can blame, we can resent, and we can curse on all the things that happened in our past. But until we accept the fact that our reality is our responsibility and that our world, outer world re- reflects our inner world, then we will not truly seek fulfillment and satisfaction in this life. The expression of you, the true you, is beneath all of shit. the shit. Expression, the expression of the true you is abundant. It's blissful, it's joyful, it's loving, it's funny, it laughs, it jokes, it doesn't take life so seriously or, or it's not constantly in a loop of problems. You deserve to have it all and you actually get to have it all. First, you must decide whether you want it all and decide whether you're willing to go within to find it. Lesson number three. So now number four. This is lesson number four. Spirituality isn't an identity. It's a state of being. Wow. So this one was a big one. and One of the ones that I was unpacking slowly over the year, but I didn't really click until I was in hospital recently. And I came out of my spiritual ego. There was a big part of me that said, I needed to prove myself that I was spiritual. I needed to do all these spiritual things. I needed to be around my spiritual people in order for me to be spiritual. I needed to wear certain things or have certain things, express a certain myself a certain way externally in order for me to prove my spirituality. And this one hits deep, man. It's a really big one. Because spirituality has never been an identity. And, you know, if you can look at the human body, and I do this all the time in wonder and awe, I'm blown away with what the human body does. I'm like, we can live every day, by recharging ourselves as we sleep. We don't have to charge up ourselves like we charge a phone or we charge a car or we charge our laptops and computers. We can run by ourselves. There's something in us that energizes us and that is our spirit, that's our soul and it's got a natural intelligence. It's the intelligence that can create a baby from two microscopic cells forms an embryo and then ends up putting all the different body parts in the one place and creates a whole new organ in the mother's womb. It's fabulous. It's it's magnificent. It blows my mind. It puts me in wonder and awe every time I think about it. And so I just have to think about that to remember that I'm a spiritual being. I don't have to hang out with spiritual people. I don't have to meditate. I don't have to pray. I don't have to be in a religion spirituality is your essence and it is expressed when you are just being you that's the state of being of true spirituality when you're expressing the true you and who you came to be here on earth not the you that you're being the the mask that you're wearing or the identity that you're putting on ego is layered in everywhere we go but first remember this the ego is not the enemy there is no enemy it's just a journey of you unfolding in this moment, discovering who you really are. We don't want to get away from anything. We don't need to have anything to get closer to who we truly are. There's certain things that will be of benefit, like doing certain healing methods or going to meditation retreats, whatever it, you know, you could, you could just live in your deep passions as a hobby and you could get to become one of the most spiritual loving creatures in this world because you're just doing what you love and what lights you up and that doesn't have to look like it you're, you're a yogi or you're a monk or you have certain political views or you have certain worldviews and philosophies you just have that just naturally as the, you express yourself more and more and more so don't look for a guru Don't look for a mantra, don't look for a certain type of clothing or necklace, don't look for photos carrying your yoga mat, unless that's actually you, unless that's truly you. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone. The divine loves you as you are and wants you to be you as you are deep down. Not as you are not, not as someone else, not expressed as a collection of all your past experiences that are no longer happening now. It wants you to be you. Deep down, you've got gifts. You've got a unique gift to offer this world. Give it. Express it. And when you're expressing that, you're spiritual. But even if you're not, and you're discovering yourself, you're spiritual. The moment you were born, you became a spiritual creature. We don't need to prove to anyone. You can be the most spiritual person having a beautiful bottle of wine, swimming on a a luxury yacht. You can be the most spiritual person who has a family of four and just loves being a mother and having a job as a nurse or having a job as a teacher or having a job working at a Woolworth's or a Walmart. You can be a spiritual creature in whatever way that you love living your life. If everyone just did that, this world would be an incredible oasis of love, compassion, of truth and of acceptance and so for me this was a big part of my journey where I have realized there's a part of me that I've always forgotten you know I've been on this journey for quite a few years now I think you know fully committed three years now um, and I've realized I let I had to let go of a lot of my old self to realize that there was parts of my old self that are my true self. And that was a really big eye-opening moment for me. You know, I've always loved sport. I grew up on sport, and I thought that sport wasn't spiritual for a long part. So I was like, okay, don't do that. I thought going to the gym, working out, wasn't spiritual because it's all egoic. It's like building up the external physique, but I loved it. And I loved the feeling of doing it. You know, I stopped, I sold my golf club, stopped playing golf because I was like, oh, that's not spiritual. God doesn't visit the golf course. But it's not true. God is a state of being in you and in me and in all of us. Always there, ever present, just waiting to be witnessed. So what have I done over time? I've allowed myself to have drinks again. I've allowed myself to play golf again. I've allowed myself to enjoy sport again. I've allowed myself to want a large life. I've allowed myself to go back to the gym and train hard, to look good, to feel good. Because that's just who I am. And it's always evolving. I had to get rid of it, my old self, in order to realize some of it was my true self. That was a big one. Okay, last lesson. Lesson number five of 2021. My triggers are my teachers guiding me to my next level. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to react and project your emotional trigger in that moment. That's the easiest option. But what that does is denies you the opportunity to take responsibility for your reality in order to shift it, to up-level, to go to your next energetic level. And so we get stuck in these energetic loops every time we react and project to an emotional situation. Now, that doesn't mean you deny the feeling. It means you stop spreading that feeling and putting it onto someone else as if it's their fault. They are your guides. They are your gurus. They are your teachers helping you unpack what's no longer you. And those emotions don't have to be bad. Being sad isn't bad. Being angry isn't bad. It's just a part of life but we can get stuck in it the moment we keep projecting and reacting as if that person was to blame the biggest transformation that i've had is taking full responsibility for my feelings like i mentioned before taking full responsibility for my reality now while you're not always perfect and you you know this concept and you practice this concept every now and then but then all of a sudden you get triggered and you're like ah you're a- Dick, you did this to me. Why would you do that? Every time you do this, it's so stupid. Why do you keep doing this? I keep telling you I don't like it. And you keep projecting and you keep reacting with your anger and your rage and you keep that circumstance from staying in your reality. But if you can sit back and you can take that time away and sit with your emotions, sit with your feeling, journal on it, reflect on it, whatever way it feels good to you to witness it, to observe it, meditate on it, and ask it what it's here to show you. What is this connected to? Why is this unfolding right now? What am I learning from this moment? And you you gain a lot of answers from your inner guidance system the moment you ask yourself those questions. The feeling will give you an answer, it will give you an insight, it will give you an aha moment, it will give you an epiphany and it'll teach you something. And then once you learn it, you you turn it from unconscious into conscious. It evolves from being an unconscious action to a conscious lesson. And now, you have to repeat that conscious lesson and, and, and turn it into a conscious action. Say, okay, this is why I'm acting this way. It's not, their, it's not their fault. It's not their responsibility to change because someone else will just come dressed up and trigger me in another way because it's an underlying emotion that's being triggered by this person, but it's not actually their fault because anyone could do this if they did the same action. If that person... You know put their shoe walk their shoes on the carpet for instance <laughs> this is you know one of my little ones they walk their shoes inside well they're not the only person that has shoes are they so they might come in and trigger you and then you might react at them and tell them not to and they might okay temporarily stop because you're trying to control that situation and you're trying to put all your energy into controlling them then and how they wear their shoes inside and how they take their shoes off at the door But then what happens when you get some guests that come over and they walk in with their shoes on? Well, then you're going to get triggered again, aren't you? But you realize, why does it bother you? Why do you need control of this? And you can. This is not saying you can't. You have to be a filthy pig and let people walk with their shoes inside. But I'm saying don't react in that moment that you're triggered. You can express yourself and why it's important, but you also got to understand why you're trying to control something and why it's such a big deal. Why is this such a big deal why are you taking this so seriously at the end of the day you're going to be covered in dirt and worms when you leave this earth or turn into ashes that looks like just like dirt so it's not actually about that there's floors getting dirty it's about that no one's possibly listening to you it's probably that you're not being respected it's probably that you're being ignored and not seen and deep down you felt this in other ways in other circumstances and so the, cir- the circumstance that triggers you will always have an answer for you. And this is, you know, probably 90% of my work is decoding people's triggers and helping them unblock themselves energetically so they can move past these circumstances and change their reality and go to their next level, create their vision. So remember that. Lesson five, your triggers are your teachers guiding you to your next level. Don't curse on the people that are helping you evolve, my friends. And that's it for me today. They are my five biggest lessons of 2021. Big love to you all. I'm going to have probably maybe one more episode for the end of the year. Stay tuned for that before the new year. But if this is the last episode of the year listening to me, know this. That every part of your journey, every evolution of yourself, every version of yourself has been perfect. There is no need for you to change or resent who you were in the past you are perfect in this moment and the evolution of you will happen as you deep dive deeper into who you truly are in this moment who am i and who am i not and every part of you needs to be loved the good and the bad because we're all we all have that in us and we can come to accept ourselves there's a lot more peace in our life and we'll have a lot more acceptance and compassion for others much love everyone enjoy the rest of your day for however much time you have left in it big love Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the end of the podcast and congratulations because you are the small 1% that actually listens to this outro.